In Japanese folklore, yokai are the spirits, demons, and monsters that haunt our world. Taking the form of plants, animals, objects, humans, or natural phenomenon, these yokai usually possess spiritual or supernatural abilities. Kuche Sakeona is a yokai appearing as a woman wearing a surgical mask. Legend has it this onryo, or malicious spirit, will approach a potential victim and ask them, quote, Am I pretty? If the victim responds yes, the Kuche Sakeona will remove her mask, revealing a mouth slit open from ear to ear and filled with sharp teeth. When asked again if she is pretty and the answer is no, she will kill you with a pair of scissors. If the victim responds with a yes, the Kuche Sakeona will disfigure the victim, giving them wounds resembling hers. Ways to survive the Kuche Sakeona are to answer her question, Am I pretty? by telling her she is average, or by distracting her with money or beko ame, a Japanese hard candy. Though in the end, yokai may be a product of the imagination, there once lived an evil that, like the yokai, came in many shapes and forms, a monster that haunted Japan from 1984 to 1985, and was very real. This is the monster with 21 faces. Last time, Katsuhisa Izaki, the president of Japanese candy company Izaki Glico, was kidnapped from his home and held for ransom in an abandoned warehouse. The ransom demand of 1 billion yen and 100 kilograms of gold were never collected by the kidnappers, and Katsuhisa Izaki mysteriously escaped captivity after three days. Episode 2 Do not show this to the police. Listener discretion is advised. April 2nd, 1984. An anniversary ceremony is taking place at Izaki Glico headquarters in Osaka. Meanwhile, at 2.30 p.m. in Hyogo, a large envelope arrives in the mail at the Izaki residence. Its contents, a Sony microcassette containing Katsuhisa Izaki's second recorded message, a bottle of Rodos brand eye drops full of hydrochloric acid, and a letter reading, I've put some hydrochloric acid in the tube of eye drops. Put some on a 10 yen coin. It'll melt really quickly. Dear Katsuhisa, do not show this to the police. How dare you break our promise and run away from us? I told you that if you run away or disobey us, we'll kill both you and Moriko. My people are really mad at you. Some people are telling me to kill your daughter as promised. There are also people telling me to abduct you again and wash your face with some hydrochloric acid. There are also people telling me to just blow up your entire house with some dynamite. There are also people telling me to abduct your wife, use her like a toy, and kill her. There are also people telling me to shoot a bullet into your house. There are people who want me to spread potassium cyanide all over the Sacred Heart and Obayashi and the Nikawa School. All the others are pretty mad too. I'm the only one that's stopping my people from acting on these things. I'm giving you one more chance. If you betray us again, the six of you are only living until you're killed by us. You should start making arrangements for your grave. We will never be caught by the police. We are aware of exactly what the police are doing. What's more important, your life or money? If you enjoy living more, 
prepare the money. If you want to die, contact the police. I took five Polaroids of you in the cottage. There are some embarrassing naked pictures of you, too. I'm sure Focus would buy that for five million yen. I'm sure the tape I sent along with this would sell for a high price as well. Combining the fee for the picture and the tape is going to be 10 million yen per person in your family. So for six people, it's going to be 60 million yen. Prepare by putting 10 million yen in each cloth bag. At 7 p.m. on the 8th of April, I'll call the number at your house. Have your driver Kato hold the money and make him wait at the cafe, north of Koshin School, called Mami. Have a white Corolla filled with gas waiting right outside of Mami. Once I call your house, call Kato at Mami. If Kato can't come, have someone from the president's office come. You can only talk about this to Mieko and Yoshi. Okubo, Kaneko, and Fuji are all irrelevant. They will tell the police, and if that's the case, the six of you have less than a year to live. I'll forgive the six of you once I get the money. I will never do anything to you again. If you're going to give us the money, put the following job posting on the Mainichi, Yomiuri, and Asahi on the 5th or 7th of April. Wanted. Blonde models. Females under the age of 20, over 20 yen per hour. Contact Izaki Gliko, personnel department. If there are any mishaps in the process of getting the money to us, put the same ad out on Sunday the 15th. The envelope was postmarked by the Nishinomiya Higashi Post Office on the same day, with a red express delivery stamp applied. This stamp was only sold in Aichi, Gifu, and Mi prefectures. President Izaki did not comply with the criminal's request to print the job posting in the newspaper. Still though, Hyogo and Osaka police move forward with the plans to meet for a money handoff at 7 p.m. on the 8th of April. The coffee shop Mami is located only 358 meters north of the Izaki residence. The shop is on the first floor of a three-story building facing the main street of an area under heavy investigation. At 6.40 p.m., Yukio Kato, Katsuhisa Izaki's personal driver, arrived at the coffee shop with the money as instructed. However, as night falls, no suspicious activity was noted, and the operation was called off around 9 p.m. To Japanese police fools, are you stupid? There's so many of you. What on earth are you doing? If you are real pros, try catching me. There's too much of a handicap, so I'll give you a hint. There's no fellows in the Izaki's relatives. There are no fellows in the Nishinomiya police. There are no fellows in the flood fighting corps. The car I used is gray. Food was bought in Daye. If you want new info, beg for it in the newspaper. After telling you all this, you should be able to catch me. If you don't, you're a tax thieves. Shall I kidnap the head director of the prefectural police? The envelope carrying the letter displayed the name Katsuhisa Izaki on the back and arrived at Ichosaka headquarters of the newspapers Mainichi and Sankai, as well as the Hyogo prefectural police. There was no stamp. On the morning of April 9th, President Katsuhisa Izaki visits the head office of Glico for the first time in 22 days since his abduction. At the entrance of the company, when prompted by a reporter, Katsuhisa said, quote, It feels good to come out to the company. I want to work early. When asked about the crime, Katsuhisa responded only with, quote, I do not want to remember. 
April 10th, 1984, 8.50 p.m., Nishi Otagawa Ward, Osaka. Fire at Izaki Glico headquarters breaks out on the west side, starting in the prototype department, then spreading to the trial area and worker changing room. The prototype room is used for trial production and construction of machinery for producing new products, and at the time housed automated caramel manufacturing machines. At about 8.30 p.m., 20 minutes prior, the engineering and design department, who worked overtime, locked the door and deposited the key in the guard room about 150 meters away. It seemed the arsonist was likely to have invaded from the main gateway in the northeast corner as the overtime workers moved in and out of the facility. During this time, infrared sensors were momentarily turned off, creating a cover from security. At 8.20 p.m., 30 minutes before flames broke out, witnessed speeding away from the scene was a white Nissan Laurel with a Kobe license plate. The vehicle witnessed on the night of March 20th in the vicinity of the water defense warehouse used to hold Katsuhisi Izaki fit a similar description. Seen driving the vehicle this time, however, was a man about 30 years old. A man about 40 years old with a permanent crimp hairstyle was in the passenger seat. The source of the fire was a gasoline-soaked cushion. The first report on Osaka police radio waves was for, quote, fire near the Nishiotogawa Glico headquarters. Near the main gate, firefighters, police officers, reporters, and nearby residents converged, creating a chaotic scene. Glico employees, loyal to their company, held reporters back as they attempted to rush onto the property, though nothing could be done as fire ripped through the wood structure, sending flames higher than the nearby highway. 166 square meters burned to the ground. 9.10 p.m., 20 minutes after the initial arson at Glico headquarters and three kilometers south across the Yodo River in Fukushima, Osaka, Glico Nutrition, a division of Glico, sees fire at its headquarters. Gasoline and strips of cloth in a plastic container were used to ignite the interior of a company vehicle located in the parking garage on the first floor. On the quiet street, an employee of the Nitsu Airways Fukushima Freight Center, about 30 meters east, noticed the smoke and rushed with several others to the vehicle. Carrying fire extinguishers, the flames were quickly put out, having done damage only to the vehicle's ceiling. Immediately after the arson attempt, it was observed that an approximately 170 centimeter tall man, wearing a golf cap, a white mask, work clothes, jeans, and carrying a Boston bag, was seen running away. At 8.50 p.m., when Osaka police and fire were initially called to the scene of the first arson at Glico headquarters, intermittent radio interruptions of the sound, P, began overtaking their ability to communicate effectively. Doing the best they could, dispatchers, police, and firefighters ignored the sound and continued working to coordinate their emergency efforts. By 9.55 p.m., the intermittent sound had grown to a continuous tone, overwhelming rescue workers' wireless communication abilities. Among the tone, a voice is heard, a man whispering repeatedly the words, stupid, glico, caramel candy, and seriously done. The disturbance continued until 10.12 p.m., when the police communication command room was forced to switch to another frequency. 
April 11th, 1984, as the sun rises on the charred remains of Glico's prototype room, newspaper headlines read, Glico Arson. At around 8 o'clock a.m., Katsuhisi Izaki's home phone rang. A man's voice spoke, quote, Now you know to worry about the future. Hyogo Prefectural Police set up a 24-hour watch around Katsuhisa's home and family, as well as the home of his brother, Masumichi Izaki. 3.05 p.m. at Glico Nutrition Foods Plant in Fushimi, Kyoto, a threatening call came into the direct security phone line. Plant manager, Kato Akira, answered, hearing the message, Prepare for burning. On April 12th, the National Police Agency held the first joint investigation meeting of the NPA, headed by Satoshi Suzuki. Osaka Prefectural Police Director Osama Shikata and Hyogo Prefectural Police Director Takeshi Yoshino were present, as well as the Kinki District Police Bureau in the Osaka Keisatsu Hall near Osaka Castle Park. A shift from Osaka to Hyogo as the central investigative location had begun. The relationship between the Izaki abduction and intimidation cases, as well as the Glico arson events, was considered to be extremely high, and the National Police Agency designated the series of events as Nationwide Case 114. On April 13th, three days after the Glico arson events, the price of Izaki Glico stock continued to fall from 630 to 598 yen. April 15th, an envelope is delivered to Kiriko Fujisawa, corporate auditor of Glico in Toyonaka City, Osaka Prefecture. The envelope contained two documents, one for the chairman of Glico, Takeo Kubo, and one for Tetsuo Kaneko, managing director and accounting department general manager. Dear Okubo and Kaneko, hurry up and give us the money. We've prepared a bath of hydrochloric acid. We're going to put you in the bath in the order of the president, family members, Fuji, Kaneko, Okubo, then Yamaguchi. We'll kill the kids before putting them in the bath. The adults will go in the bath alive. We've placed some hydrochloric acid beneath Akabono Bridge in Nonomiya of Ibaraki City. Why don't you try dipping your foot in it? If you give us the money, we'll forgive you. If you disobey, we'll abduct all of you and make your company go out of business. We'll destroy the conch machine with a dynamite stick. We've prepared 20 chocolate-covered almonds poisoned with potassium cyanide. We're going to go around the different grocery stores and place these poisoned chocolate-covered almonds. Just hurry up and put the newspaper ad up. I have people in the police force and in the company. Don't let the police know. Once you put that ad up, I'll stop annoying you. We have rifles and pistols. We're much stronger than the police who only have pistols. Monday, April 16th, around 11 o'clock a.m., Akibono Bridge, about five minutes by car from the flood control warehouse. As stated in the letter to Okubo and Kaneko the previous day, a container of hydrochloric acid was found beneath the bridge on the left shore pedestal. The criminals seem to be familiar with the area, as the site is not usually on maps, though it is a popular spot for fishing on Sundays. On the day prior, about ten anglers were known to have come through the area. However, not many pass under the bridge, having only about one meter in height to do so. On the previous evening, a nearby witness saw two men around 25 years old who stopped a motorcycle on the bridge and looked around the left bank. 
the 20-liter polyethylene kerosene container was found to be one of about 25,000 manufactured by Kitano Processing in Toyama City between May and June of 1975. The container's original white cap was replaced with the gray cap of a hydrochloric acid container. When discovered by a fisherman, the container was filled with 3.4 liters of concentrated hydrochloric acid. On the outside, attached with a piece of gum tape, were the words of the criminal, typed onto an 18 by 20 centimeter sheet of paper. Dear Katsuhisa, do you really want to die that much? If you want to die, I can let you die. I have a bath filled with hydrochloric acid ready for you. I'll abduct you again and put you in the bath. It's not enough to just wash your face. I know everything about what the police are doing. I know someone in the police force. The stupid police were doing stupid things on the 8th. I can't deal with such stupidity. I'm not going to kill you easily. You betrayed us many times. I'm thinking about making you suffer through a slow death. Don't trust the police. They're all stupid. You can run away from me all over the world and it won't matter. If you really don't want to die, give me your money. You betrayed us, so we're going to double the money we're asking for. It's not just your fault, so you prepare 60 million yen, and the company should also prepare 60 million yen. Make sure they're prepared using old, used, 10,000 yen bills. Put 10 million yen per cloth bag, then put all of it in a white leather bag and put it in the safe at the company. I will keep your secret. Once I receive the money, we will never contact each other again. If you're willing to pay on the 17th, 18th, and 19th of April, put an advertisement as follows in the missing persons section of Mainichi, Yomiuri, and Asahi. Taro, come back now. Your dog Taro is waiting for you too. From your younger sister? The next time I contact you, I will contact you via letter. I will only call you once. Don't be fooled by a prank phone call. Four days later, on April 20th, between 5 o'clock and 5.22 p.m., multiple calls came into Katsuhise Izaki's home. Reverse detection found the caller used a public telephone 1.5 kilometers northwest at the Nishinomiya Kitaguchi rail station. An investigator inspected the public phone, but no suspicious persons were found and the contents of the calls to Katsuhisa were not disclosed. Osaka police acted on behalf of Glico and advertised as requested by the criminals on the 19th in each newspaper's missing person section. As a result, on April 22nd, a letter arrived once again to Kiriko Fujisawa, corporate auditor of Glico in Toyanaka City, Osaka. Dear Katsuhisa, I'm proud of you for making a decision. I won't tell the police or the media about this deal, so make sure you bring the money. I won't do anything to your driver Kato either, do not worry. Prepare by putting 10 million yen in each cloth bag, then put them in a white leather bag. Make Kato wear a white or ivory rain jacket, and have him drive a white or ivory Corolla. We will call Fuji's house at 7.30 on Tuesday, April 24th. Be able to take notes, Bring your reading glasses. Kato should wait at the restaurant called Downhill in Kozushima, Toyonaka City. Have the money ready there. Kato should prepare to read tiny letters. Fuji should contact Kato at Downhill. Our voice over the phone will sound strange, but try to listen to what I'm saying. If 
you can't hear something, let us know. Once we get the money, we'll forgive the president, Glico, and everyone else. You know that you can't trust the police, right? The police that brought the newspaper to mommy was straight out of a cartoon. If you betray us again, we won't be writing you. Glico will go out of business, and you all will disappear down to nothing. Monster with 21 faces. Born on October 21st, 1984, Japanese author Taro Hirai took the pseudonym Edogawa Rampo as an admirer of Edgar Allan Poe and many other Western mystery writers. Author of many works, one recurring character in Edogawa Rampo's arsenal is the detective hero Kagoro Akechi. Every hero needs a villain, and making his first appearance in the self-titled children's book, The Fiend with Twenty Faces, a villain was born. A gentleman thief and master of disguise, The Fiend with Twenty Faces went on to inspire several books and television programs. However, its most infamous offspring is the criminal group, The Monster with Twenty-One Faces. This was the first time the criminal group signed off the letter with their self-appointed name. Similar to the attempted money drop at the coffee shop Mami, Katsuhisa's driver Kato was chosen as the driver of the money for the new handoff on April 24th at Downhill Restaurant. Through numerous mentions of various Glico employees, and by mentioning to have Kato prepared to read tiny letters, which he would need his reading glasses for, Katsuhisa realized the monster was very knowledgeable and now looming over his entire inner circle. April 23rd, the monster sends a letter to both Sankai and Mainichi newspapers, as well as the Koshium police station. To police fools, you shouldn't lie. If you lie, you steal. I also sent this to the Koshium police. Why are you lying? Don't hide things. Why are you complaining? You guys are having such a hard time, so I'll give you a hint. I entered the factory from the side staff entrance. The typewriter we used is Panwriter. The plastic container used was a piece of street garbage. Monster with 21 faces. On the envelope, the sender was listed as Abductor. With no stamp affixed, the postmark was set in Kawachi, East Osaka, two days prior on the 21st. Tuesday, April 24th, 7.30pm, awaiting a call from the monster, Fujihiro Taki remains at home in Takatsuki as an undercover investigator poses as the driver Kato, sitting in the Corolla loaded with money outside of the restaurant downhill in Kozushima, Osaka. At 7.35pm, a phone call comes into Fuji's home. A woman's recorded voice repeats a message. Go to the Suida service area at 85 kilometers per hour from the Meishin Expressway. There is a letter on the cigarette vending machine on the left of Keihan Restaurant. With this phone call, investigators now know that a woman is involved in the criminal group. By voice, her age was determined at the time to be in the 40s. 8.51 p.m. The driver travels to the Suida service area as directed. There, he finds a letter attached to a cigarette machine. Go to the Takatsuki station. Look under the phone marked with an X. There is a letter in the phone book. The driver, with additional investigators trailing, 
races approximately 15 kilometers to the phone box, arriving at 9.42 p.m. There were seven telephone boxes under the footbridge in front of the station. A search of the phone books reveals nothing. Investigators continued to stake out the area, but received no further communication from the monster. After 11 o'clock p.m., the operation is brought to an end. The downhill operation was conducted in secret, as the media hadn't yet caught wind of the recent letters and demands, though an employee of the Asahi newspaper later reported that there was police activity at the restaurant. Hyogo police suspected Osaka of leaking information. However likely a leak was, even a common enemy could not bring the neighboring police forces together. It was long established that police had a basic distrust of the media, and it seemed the monster knew that, and had fun toying with both. The public had become enthralled with the events of the case, and the monster was eager to entertain. Critic Akuto Yukio was the first to call the case a, quote, theatrical crime, with reporters providing the stage, the police themselves as actors, and the monster sitting in the director's chair. A reporter interviewed at the time stated, quote, The more I report, the more I feel that the world is now looking forward to the next move of the criminal. May 9th, 1984, Nishi Yodagawa Ward, Osaka, 8.05 a.m., Three laundry detergent containers of the brand Humming are found located in the street on the east side of the Glico factory. The containers are filled with gasoline. The following day, on May 10th, a letter arrived at the newspapers Mainichi, Yomiuri, Sankei, and Asahi. At the Asahi newspaper office in Okanashima, Osaka, Mitsuo Omura, chief of general affairs in the mail reception department, rushed to the third floor social department with the letter. The mail reception clerk had come into a routine of checking the new pile of mail every morning for a letter from the criminal group. There on the third floor, a pair of scissors was used to open the envelope. To the poor policeman, if you lie, you steal. I told you at the beginning it was a mistake. You lied and became a thief. You are hiding the fact that I called from far away, aren't you? Thieves will show in the police. Glico is annoying, so I injected two with 0.05 grams of hydrogen cyanide in the stores in the area between Nagoya and Okayama. It's not enough to kill, but the target will be hospitalized. After eating Glico, let's go to the hospital. In 10 days, I will inject 0.1 grams and 8 Glicos in the area between Tokyo and Fukuoka. After 10 more days, I will inject 0.2 grams and 10 glucose in the area between Hokkaido and Okinawa and leave them in stores. Eat glico and end up in a grave. Monster with 21 faces. The envelope listed the sender as Monster with 21 faces. Postmarked in Osaka the day prior between noon and 6 p.m. In the letter, the monster calls the police thieves, likely referring to an incident several weeks earlier on April 24th, when a Hyogo police officer from Kawanishi Station carried out a bank heist with a hunting rifle. After much debate, and out of concern for public safety, the media shares only a portion of the letter in newspapers and TV reports. Major supermarket companies, such as Daiei, Jusko, Nichi, and Ito Yukado, held emergency meetings and decided to remove Izaki Glico products that day, despite Katsuhisa Izaki's objections. One signboard posted in a store read, To all of our customers, thank you for always choosing this location. 
as reported in the newspapers, on television, and on the radio. There was a toxic substance amongst the Glico products, and we are concerned for your safety. Therefore, we will discontinue the selling of Glico products at this location. We apologize for all the trouble. Store Manager The reaction by the public caused the Tokyo stock market on the morning of the 11th to be flooded with over 2 million sales of Glico stock. Starting at 9 o'clock a.m., selling orders were at 166,000, while buying was only at 60,000 orders. The morning exchange ended with the price falling to 500 yen, 50 yen lower than the closing price the day before. Over the following two weeks, this would drop to a new low of 485 yen. Headlines across the country blast the threat to millions. Challenge to Glico again. Glico products targeted. Another letter threatening Glico. Police routes increase. Injected with hydrogen cyanide. Criminals send third letter. Supermarkets to remove Glico products. Another sneaky challenge. Cyanide sweets in stores. Are gangs involved? Focus is on Glico. Read in full, an article published on May 11, 1984, reads, Headline, Japanese stores take candy off shelves. Hundreds of stores in Japan cleared candy, ice cream, and biscuits off their shelves after newspapers received identical threats to lay sweets with cyanide, authorities said today. Letters sent to four national newspapers threatened to put the deadly poison in products of Izaki Glico Company, one of Japan's largest confectioners. Stores in western Japan pulled Glico off its about 600 shelves. Felt as a direct threat by many Japanese on what was seen as a family company, a movement began in support of Izaki Glico, which saw mothers pledging to purchase Glico products for their children, even in cases where they had never done so before. Over-the-counter sales at certain stores had by now become a common sales approach for the company. In all of the recalled Glico products, no poisoned snacks were found. A few days later, Izaki Glico is forced to reduce production in Osaka, Tokyo, and Kyushu plants, as well as parts of 11 subsidiary plants nationwide. The media, realizing their role in the devastation of Glico's business operations, remained convinced it was the correct decision to share the threats of the criminal group with the public, as well as inform them of the criminal's actions. On the 17th of May, Katsuhisa Izaki attended an on-site inspection and review of the flood control warehouse. With police helicopters hovering overhead, Katsuhisa and investigators entered the warehouse. After removing the bolt on the north side door, Katsuhisa relived his escape again at 3.02 p.m. Katsuhisa led police on the same course he took from the warehouse, across the small bridge over a waterway, toward the JNR Osaka carrier station, where he contacted police. Though he must have been reliving a nightmare, Katsuhisa remained stoic. When he returned to the company, Katsuhisa gathered all employees present, saying, quote, Let's get over the hardships. That same day, word from the monster found its destination through the mail. To the director of Dae, you will see that it is good that Glico's products don't sell. We will soon have to drop off eight of them. We are sure in a tough spot, though. Anywhere you go, there's no Glico's. Quickly put them in the stores. As a token of goodwill, I will put five of the total eight in the first supermarket or department store. You tell the other supermarkets about this. 
monster with 21 faces. This letter was received by Mainichi and Sankai newspapers and directed toward supermarket chain Daie, located in Suida, Osaka, a previous seller of Glico products. The envelope was postmarked in Osaka Center the day prior, between 6 p.m. and midnight. On the 18th of May, Katsuhisa Izaki increases his home security. As well, on the 18th, in an attempt to identify a suspect or useful information based on physical evidence, news reports displayed the black overcoat and ski hat placed on Katsuhisa Izaki during his captivity. The black overcoat is 108 centimeters in length, with the outer layer of cloth found to have been mainly wholesaled in department stores before World War II. The inside lining is gray twill weave. A 10 centimeter business card holder sewn to the back of the left collar was done so in a particularly noteworthy way. However, it would be another five and a half years before investigators are able to locate the tailors from Kanazawa City based on their sewing methods. Though it is believed to have been made in 1970, the tailor could only apologize as they had no memory of working on the overcoat. The ski hat was one of only 120 pieces made by Matsubara Shoten in Higashi Osaka, Osaka Prefecture, in the autumn of 1978. It was later found to have been missing from a middle school in Hirakata City. On the 20th of May, the president of Nagaoka Perfumery, a major supplier of various flavorings to Izaki Glico, received a letter. Dear Harada, give this to the president or one of the executives at Glico. Don't use the phone because the police might have the wires tapped. Don't use the mail because the police will be looking at it. You should bring it to them. If you don't do as we say, you're going to face the same situation as Glico did. We are capable of making Glico go out of business. We could easily make your company vanish just by using a hundred sticks of dynamite. In the envelope addressed to Nagaoka Perfumery, there was another envelope. Typewritten on the outside were the words, Tukatsa Isa Izaki. Dear dummies at Glico, are you guys really businessmen? Businessmen don't usually lose money like that. Did you get anything out of following the directions of the police force? If you had listened to our directions, you would have only had to pay 60 million yen. Glico will go out of business in another year and a half. I told you that I'd make you go out of business if you betrayed me. I have an abundance of sodium prussiate for right before next Valentine's Day. I'll use cyanide instead. Just because last summer was a colder summer, your ice cream sales were so heavily affected that you lost 4 billion yen. If I put cyanide in any of your products, you'll lose over 50 billion yen. Even though you have 20 billion yen in your savings, it'll soon be gone after paying labor costs. My people are telling me to just make you go out of business as we had agreed. But we're also thinking that maybe we can forgive you. To get here, we've had to use money as well. If you pay your fine, I think we'll stop bullying you and make a commercial for you so that your products will sell more than before. Your fine will be 240 million yen, and I'll do the commercial for 60 million yen. Use some string to tie up 20 million yen in each bundle. Have two white bags ready. Have 160 million yen in one bag and 140 million yen in the other. I won't do anything to the driver. There's no way that we'll get caught. We are way stronger than the police. Even if one of us got caught, they won't say a word. If one of us gets caught, we will destroy the people of Glico and the factory. 
To signal a response to the deal, it was instructed to line up four red cars and one white car in the order of red, 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 white, then red, inside the south lot of the central laboratory at Glico headquarters on May 22nd and 23rd. This location lies in plain view of the passing Japan National Railway. Attempting to deal with the situation themselves and without the knowledge of the police, Glico lined the cars up as directed on the 22nd and the 23rd. Glico manufacturers not only deliver products to retail stores, but salespeople go directly to the stores to arrange Glico products and displays. It is a service provided for retailers and works to secure the most visible locations in the store. It is said that Glico was the first to start such a tactic, which spread across Japan's food industry. Coming back to bite them, this tactic now excluded Glico from gaining ground in stores where other companies had now stepped in with their products and displays. Glico continued to request that companies resume sales of their products, but it is an uphill battle. Determined to survive its own destruction, Izaki Glico didn't rule out the idea of Katsuhisa stepping down as president, as his direct involvement in the case had become a spectacle, overshadowing his presence as the businessman he is. It was for this reason that Katsuhisa, against his will, did not attend a financial press conference on May 23rd. Glico chairman, Takeo Kubo, instead took his place. Glico announced its financial results and plans for the remaining fiscal year, ending March 1985, at a special meeting room on the fourth floor of the Osaka Stock Exchange in Kitama, Osaka. Glico was expecting to see sales decrease by over 5 billion yen through March of 1985 due to the loss of productivity and stock market hit. A second letter of instructions was sent to Nagaoka Perfumery on May 24th. Dear Katsuhisa, on Saturday the 26th at 7.45 p.m. I will call Nagaoka Perfumery in Doshomache at the number 20334. When I call you, answer saying, this is Nagaoka Perfumery. The director of general affairs from Glico should answer the phone. Then I will tell you where the letter is. Have a red car ready. Once you find the letter, go back to Nagaoka Perfumery. Then call the Loteria in Nakahozumi, Ibaraki City, at the number 0726-2602. You should have someone waiting in the parking lot in a white Corolla with the money. The driver of the car should wait in the Loteria to answer the phone. This direct phone number to the laboratory of Nagaoka Perfumery located away from the headquarters, isn't something that is available to the public. Neither is the fact that Nagaoka Perfumery was one of Glico's major business partners. The monster contacted the laboratory of Nagaoka Perfumery as promised at 7.45 p.m. on the 26th. The director of general affairs from Glico answered the phone and took notes from the recorded voice giving them instructions. However, there was a lot of muffled noise happening on the other end, and they could not hear most of the instructions. Therefore, they could not find the next letter. After that, there were no phone calls made to the laboratory at Nagoka Perfumery. Due to this, the men waiting in the white Corolla at the parking lot of the Loteria in Ibaraki couldn't make their next move, and Glico's attempt at dealing with the monster ended in failure. The monster with 21 faces sent a third letter of instructions to Nagaoka Perfumery on May 29th. Dear Katsuhisa, 
We will redo our deal on Saturday, June 2nd. It seems like you finally understand that the police force is not reliable. You guys keep doing such dumb things. From the monster with 21 faces. On May 30th, in the 5th Joint Investigation Meeting between the Osaka and Hyogo Police Forces, with 15,000 investigators on the case, attention was turned toward the pan typewriter used by the criminals to create their intimidation letters. The Japanese-style typewriter uses metal stamp typographic characters, including kanji, hiragana, katakana, large and small letters, Arabic numerals, and more, lined up in a flat pan. Moving the cursor over the character to be printed, and pressing a lever, pulls up the stamp into an ink ribbon, printing it onto paper. The number of pan writers to investigate totaled 14,348. Analyzed at the police science laboratory, with character spacing of 4.5 millimeters in 9-point size, the monster's words revealed unique features in a handful of characters. Narrowed to 5,000 units of the PH-45 model, and working with the manufacturer, Japan Typewriter Company, headquartered in Tokyo, investigators obtained the corresponding number, 559365, produced in a factory in Ibaraki Prefecture. It was one of 20 units shipped on August 31, 1982. This pan writer was purchased on the 22nd of January, 1983, at Plaza Office Work Machines, located in Chiyoda, Tokyo, by a man who called himself Yamashita. However, Yamashita could be tracked no further. Japanese actor Masaki Kiyomoto confessed in a television show that he had been visited by investigators as he was known to use the same type of pan writer. On the final day of May, 1984, a fourth instructional letter was received by Nagaoka Perfumery. Dear Katsuhisa, prepare 300 million yen like before on June 2nd at 8.30 p.m. Have two of your employees over the age of 45 wear a white jacket and white pants and have them drive a white Corolla to the barbecue restaurant Daidoman in Ward 1, Torikai Naka, Setsu City. Have one of them wait inside the restaurant and have the other wait in the car with the money. The one inside the restaurant should go by the name Nakamura from Taoshoku. Be in the restaurant by 8 p.m. I will contact Nagaoka Perfumery in Doshomachi. Once I call you at 8.30, answer saying, I'm Katsuisa from Nagaoka Perfumery. Then I will tell you where the letter is. Both Katsuhisa and Nakamura should listen to my directions and follow them carefully. If you follow my directions, I won't do anything to you. Nakamura should sit as close to the window as possible. The one inside the restaurant should go by the name Nakamura from Toshoku. Toshoku is another company that does business with Glico that is not publicly known. The possibility of someone within Glico being involved was feared by the company's management. Suspicious of their activities over the past 10 days, investigators went to Izaki Glico headquarters and convinced President Katsuhisa Izaki to reveal the details of the letter sent to Nagaoka Perfumery, as well as the upcoming money drop on June 2nd. Next time on The Monster with 21 Faces. Dear Haga, I hope you know about us. We're stronger than the police. We have hydrochloric acid potassium cyanide, dynamite, and guns. 
It's super easy to put potassium cyanide in things. Just get a syringe, and we can put it in ham, sausage, and anything else. I'll let you listen to Katsuhisa's voice while he had been abducted. Monster with 21 faces. This production was brought to you by The Dark. Sound design, score, and letter readings were done by Austin Michael Riley. Narration, research, and information compilation was done by Michael Wellborn. Our executive producer is Nick White. The events in this program are true and took place between 1984 and 1985 in Japan. This presentation of the case provides a timeline of the facts as accurately as possible. The letters by the Monster with 21 Faces criminal group are read in as much entirety as possible with the resources available at the time of making this. The letters, news articles, and information were compiled from various books, websites, videos, and articles. No copyright infringement is intended. A list of sources can be found at themonsterwith21faces.com, as well as a video and photo archive of the case. Apologies for any mispronunciations, errors, or omissions. With the help of listeners like you, this may be corrected. If you have any new or useful information, please send it to us at 21monsterfaces at gmail.com. That's the number 21 monsterfaces at gmail.com. This project is the product of intrigue and research over nearly 15 years. It is provided for your curiosity at no cost. Though, if you appreciate the work, a donation is welcome and can be given at themonsterwith21faces.com. For more art by The Dark, visit us at darkart.com. That's D-A-R-Q-Art.com.